Oh, <laughs> sorry. Broadcast is live. Weird Realities explores the paranormal, preternatural, and supernatural worlds that surround us. Here we delve into those topics that challenge us to think outside the limitations of realism, where we test the boundaries of imagination and are forced to think outside the confines and restrictions of what is known. We are the creators, the writers, the artists, and the insane. Welcome to our Weird Realities. Some antagonists are so memorable that we love to hate them. So this week, we each picked an actor who we thought gave a brilliant performance as a villain that we wanted to discuss. So anyway, I'm Hadley Thorne, and Alan Gamboa is running a little late. So just, it's me, Snakebite Rich Restucci, and Mr. Dick Cannon himself, Scott Baker. So before we get started, I'm going to ask you all to go ahead and give your thumbs up, subscribe to our channel, um, and on the Weird Realities Facebook group, hey, Good to see you, buddy. Um, oh, we've got a lot of stuff that we're cranking out new material. We go live at least two times a week, sometimes three. So you guys be hey, sure Tony. to subscribe and keep up with us. Hey, so Tony. now go ahead, grab that popcorn and Coke, and we're just going to kind of hang out for a little bit until Alan joins us. So, hey, guys, did y'all have fun watching these movies? I, I had seen. I'm sorry. You go. You go first, Scott. No, 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 no! I always butt in. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. I had seen every one of these movies a dozen times before before this week, uh, but yeah. I still watched them all because every one of them is a great movie. It's just a fantastic movie. Hi, Alan. Hey, Hi, Alan. Alan. Um, hey, Mike, and hey, Tony. Uh, I, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get shit for this, but uh, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. It yes. is. <laughs> Yes, it's not Christmas until uh, Hans Gruber falls from Nakatomi Plaza. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's a good question, Mike. Well, I was uh, going to say that Rich Restucci has picked my favorite love story. Oh, <laughs> Dracula? Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh, I think it's it, beautiful. It's uh, such this... a winner. This movie's such a winner. Yes, In all that... ways. Acting, production, creepiness, even the shadows were great. The music was fantastic. Every time I see it, I see something new. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I had forgotten that Monica Bellucci was one of the wives. Oh my god, yes. She's oh. just if I liked girls, I would like girls like her and like no. Selma Hayek and Well well, I do like girls and I like her and Selma Hayek. So same, same wavelength. Who was who was the girl, the female actress? Winona Ryder. Winona. That was the only thing about that movie I really found. Hey, Landa. Hi, Landa. I found it really difficult to get my head around. I just don't like her. She <laughs> she kind of comes across as cold to me, so I can yeah. see that, especially for it being such a passionate um, role. You know, you would yeah. really like to see someone with a little bit more fire in their eyes. What did you think of her in Stranger Things? Because honestly, she kills it in Stranger Things. She okay. does, but it's, will, it's yeah. not a highly passionate. You know, she's no, playing a mom. Yeah, she's exactly. not. No, she know. does kill it in Stranger Harker. Things. She's got the mom vibe down, but she's also got the vibe down with the with the sheriff. Well, yeah. and my that favorite thing. My favorite movie with Winona is probably, um, and it's my favorite Johnny Depp movie, which is Edward Scissorhands. 
Mm-hmm. And I think because she is, I guess, kind of that, um, not really a, a full-blown woman yet. She still has that kind yeah. of mm-hmm. teenage kind of verge of becoming, you know. Okay, well, have but, you seen Heather's? The movie Heather's? Yes. No. Well, of yeah. course I have. No, I was, was going <laughs> to say that would be a damn bad movie for you not to see. <laughs> right, Mike. Beetlejuice was great. Absolutely right. She was good in Beetlejuice. But that's not when she was like underage too. That was yeah, like, she was really a kid. Young. She yeah. was a, she was a high school actress, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. but she oh, just she never was. really played that great, passionate. You know, she just doesn't have it in her. I don't think. No, that was that was her Dracula role, and and it it was a little bit lacking of all of the only thing in that entire movie that I wasn't crazy. Well, I wasn't crazy about Billy Campbell either, but um, I think Winona Ryder could have pushed the. Um, the, the love a little more, I guess. Yeah. She did okay. I didn't think she was terrible, but she was the weakest link in that yeah. film. The well, only and- scene, I'm sorry, the only scene I really liked was when she met Dracula at the fair. Yeah. And he was enticing her and seducing her, and she was like going back and forth between, no, no, I'm a Victorian virgin. Ooh, but this is exciting. She did well in that scene, but. Well, she did good, but like I said, I mean, she just doesn't have that passion that yeah. oceans of time passion yeah. you know which i read this week in doing our um social media stuff that that was the line that sold gary oldman on the script was he which said line? i've crossed oceans of time to find you oh. he said that he read that and he knew he had to make this movie and i thought to myself well gary oldman that just makes you for me so <laughs> I love this movie for that. And I love him in it. And we'll get there in a minute when Alan joins us. But good pick, Rich. I enjoyed it. And good. this is one of those movies I could just watch over and over. So all of these movies <laughs> I can yeah. watch over and over again. I've se- I, like I said, I've seen each one of these half a dozen, a dozen times. Because all of them are, they're perfect movies. They're, they're all fantastic. Well, I I've only that- missed one of them, but I didn't watch any of them because I have been so busy this week with the book release tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's fine, Scott. But I've seen them, like Rich, I've seen them so many times. Well, and I will say that Highlander was the only one I didn't think held up, but it still holds up. It still makes me laugh, and, you know, there's still parts of it. And I will Thank say you, that. Jennifer. Hi, Jen. Hey, there's my partner in crime. <laughs> yeah. Stories <laughs> on her today. <laughs> well, I wish I'd known you two when I was younger. <laughs> when I say that Jennifer and I should probably have ended up in a barrel, there's a reason. <laughs> oh, I, I know the barrel you're talking about. I'm kind of glad that didn't happen. We are too. We are very, very glad. But yeah, um, we had a lot of fun. Barrel-less and I'm movie. having fun TikToking with our old photos, by the way. <laughs> so, Rich, you've got to send me some. Surely uh, I, one of your kids has a cell phone. Yeah, Come they on. all have cell phones. I if, mean, what, what should I do? Take a picture of an old... That's what I did. If you uh, saw if you right saw the photos I sent that I'm willing to put out there, and Alan, nothing you can put out could be more embarrassing. Uh, yes, about oh, that. I put my funny ones up yesterday, so... <laughs> Y'all saw those. I'm going to yes. look now. 
See, I had all mine because I used to do a throwback Thursday. And I found all these old photos of me. And I took pictures of them and sent them forward. I can't believe how dark my hair used to be. And that was one of the things that really got me. Was Oh, my God, it did used to be dark. (laughs) Here's one. Well, you see, hair changes color. I was a strawberry blonde when I was a kid. Now I'm skin. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I have a bunch of high school pictures right here that I can absolutely send. I'll do oh. that tomorrow. I'll do it. I'll, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll do more than one if you send me enough. Oh, my God. I can't send that one. <laughs> oh, boy. oh, you got to send that one. I'll be a DM. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. So how about them Red Sox uh, with no photos? No, I don't know. I don't follow the Red Sox. You know, it was really Me sad. Neither. <laughs> it was really sad when they had like not won a game for almost 80 years. You rooted for them every time. And when they finally won the World Series, it was so great. But then after that, they were just another baseball team. <laughs> I'm a big fan. But I don't follow them anymore. But anyway. Oh, I know, I know, Linda, and I'm. Uh, I, I've considered it, but I'm. Uh, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna try and pick up a phone this this weekend. I I think uh, I'm the only one on Earth without a phone, so it's just it's getting harder and harder to do anything without yes. one. I can't bank. Banking's almost impossible. Yeah. Um, it's it's that kind of stuff. So. I just found out two or three weeks ago that you can do insta. You can upload to Instagram from your laptop. That, like, made my day. I was like a kid at Christmas. They changed that because you used to not be able to. That's what I thought, but... I don't really know too much about Instagram. I had to learn to promote the books. So, By the way, Rich, thank you for bringing Billy back. I'm loving (laughs) Run Free. Good. I'm glad you like it. Ellen Gamboa is on the way. Thanks, Tina. Thank you, Tina. Hi, Tina. Keep them in line, Tina. It's a tough job, but we know you can do it. Oh, she does it every. That's her job. That's what she yeah. does. <laughs> she is the Gamboa Wrangler. Yes. <laughs> oh boy. So, Scott, what all do you have planned for your big launch tomorrow? Tomorrow, not that much. I did a. Anybody who wants to see me do a reading of chapter three. Uh, just go over to my Facebook page. I did one at 9 o'clock. Um, I'm not doing much tomorrow, but Saturday I'm doing. He's totally looking for a kiss. Look at him. Oh, no. <laughs> he wants a smooch. He a wants a baker's smooch. All- yeah. <laughs> I always am. But, yeah. say, say what you just said again, though, because you froze. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, Saturday. I'm going to be doing from 8 to 10 p.m. a takeover on Harbor Riders, Inc. And like with all my takeovers, I'll be giving away free copies of book one and two and also Tatiana versus the Ghost of the Maria Doria. And then Sunday from 8 to 10, I'll be doing a takeover on my own page. Thank you. Were you, were, were, were you Facebook anonymous Facebook user? Thank you, Landa. <laughs> I have, I have not gotten to see it yet. So I'll yeah, I didn't either. Um, there he goes. Hey, hey Alan. Dun, dun, dun. Hey, Alan. Hey, I'm on my phone. Can't hey, find buddy. my uh, power cord for my 
uh, my computer. So we must be going uh, to some kind of mercury retrograde or something because my computer <laughs> gave me a fit too. I wasn't on until right at nine. Oh, yeah. so how was fifteen years old? How was the strip club, Alan? Did you make a lot of money from the old lady sticking dollar bills? I made a lot of pennies. <laughs> Many pennies as I could fit into my G string. <laughs> and that was a oh. lot. Yes, Mike. Autographed copies will be given away. <laughs> of, of my G string? Yes. Yes. I don't even want to know. <laughs> <laughs> or in my A string. I don't know. So how you, how you three doing tonight? I missed the beginning of the show. So living the dream. We we, we haven't done any of the show yet. We were yeah, just talking really crap you. until you got here. Basically. I've been so excited about this episode that I just y'all just don't know. I've been just anxious all week, ready to go. Well, let's get started for twelve minutes. Right. I'm sorry, everybody, for being late. I really apologize. It's hard rolling all those pennies real quick into those penny rolls. Yeah, <laughs> you did it though. It's yeah, okay. I just don't want to know where you put the penny rolls when you're done. <laughs> I'll tell you after the show. <laughs> okay, so this week we were doing um, some of our favorite villains. So, Alan, would you like to tell everyone who picked who? Yes. Okay, you picked Kevin Spacey. Bam! I know that for sure. Rich picked Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman and Scott picked of course Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Oh, I was taking <laughs> and I picked sorry, I was reading it below. I picked uh, uh Clancy Brown. Love Clancy Brown. Brown, Brown, Brown. And Clancy Brown, I love him too. <laughs> so uh, this is pretty cool. Uh whose idea was this anyway? Yours? Might have been yours. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think funny. we called some stuff out, but you're the one that you picked it for your month. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I think you had a hand in that. I think I think you're like, hey, why don't we do this? So let's start with Hadley because she's just been chomping at the bit on getting okay. this one going. So Hadley, it's your the floor is yours. All right. Well, I picked Kevin Spacey, and the movie that we watched was The Usual Suspects, which I think is just a brilliant orchestra of a movie. All of the parts move together perfectly. And then you have Kevin Spacey come in and he was, I think this was like his breakout role for film, wasn't it? I think and, so. Could have been, yeah. He came in it was just so perfect. And I'm going to go to my notes now because I did do my homework this week, as I've said. So... This is the role that turned Kevin Spacey into a star. He won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for it. And just so y'all know that this movie's release was August 16th, 1995. So it's right at how many years? Well, it's getting close right. to... A lot. Where's the science guy? Science guy? Yeah, the science guy. Uh, almost math. 30. <laughs> but historically, since 95, this movie has placed Kevin Spacey on a Best Villain list. Um, the usual suspects consist mostly of flashbacks narrated by Kevin Spacey's character, Roger, quote, verbal Kent. Kent is a con artist with cerebral palsy, and the physical tales that Spacey utilizes during this film are incredible. Um, at the time, I had never seen anything like it. 
So, um, let's see. So he's arrested after an apparent drug-related robbery gone wrong. And he's, I think the cop is, is it Chaz Palmentary? Yep. Yes. Husband's agent, David Kwan. And he basically is being given, um, I think, immunity. So, yeah, he's given immunity for from prosecution provided he assists investigators and so he's revealing all of the details of his involvement with this group of career criminals who are assumed to be responsible for this bloodbath of um destruction of a freighter ship and the death of nearly everyone on board so while verbal kent is telling his story you learn the name of kaiser source and kaiser source is the boogeyman Law enforcement, criminals, everybody's afraid of him. And it is like you're hearing a ghost story. It's, I mean, just like everybody gathers around the campfire and it has that kind of feel to it. So it's kind of transpires into this whole different kind of genre that you don't normally see in a heist movie. So as Kent's telling his story, you start hearing about these other criminals. And it is an all-star cast, guys. It's got... Um, Gabriel Byrne, who I adore, it's he got him, Pete Postlewhite, it's got Benicio del Toro. Is that yeah, name? yep, yeah, yeah, yep. it's got um Kevin Pollock, it's got one of the Baldwin brothers, I can't think which one, even and it's got um Espo, um, Giancarlo Esposito, yep. and it is just, a, it is an all-star cast. Like I said, it, everyone works perfectly together. No one is slacking. I'm not going to go into detail because it is one of those movies you're going to want to watch. But it has a twist and it is worth watching every minute of it to feel the turn of that twist. And should we do spoilers? Because you kind of can't really. Yes. I haven't seen it ending. yet, but go ahead. It's the best ending. Oh, okay. It's so good. So all of these guys are being blackmailed by Kaiser Sorce. Oh, wait, let's don't do spoilers. No. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> do it. Do, do it. Do or don't. Because I don't feel like you can really, you can't really. We're not really talking about the movie as much as we are about the role, though. Right. And, you, the, and, the, and you can't really, I mean, until you know the twist, you can't really. Oh, my God. I'm not twist even. Away. Twist yeah. away. The, the right. twist is kind of already given away. <laughs> go ahead. Okay. Go for it. Okay. So, anyway. All through the movie, you're learning about Kaiser Sorce and his connection with these guys. Well, at the end of the film, it's revealed that Kent's story could possibly be a fabrication. And it is strung together from details that he's gotten from the bulletin board in the office where he's being um, interrogated. It's incredible. And then at the end of the movie... Esposito's walking by the fax machine and the one person who knows what Kaiser Sorce has been burned alive, they're on death watch at the hospital. They give a detailed account of to uh, what are the people who draw the sketch artist. The sketch artist of the rendering sends it over to the police and it looks like verbal kit. And it shows him walking off and as he's walking, 
he's shrugging off every tale that goes along with the cerebral palsy. It's incredible. Everybody probably has a different idea who the real Kaiser Sorce is, but no one really knows if he's a myth or a real person. It's beautifully done, beautifully orchestrated. It is one of my favorite Kevin Spacey movies, and I love Kevin Spacey. So we're not going to get one second. Mike Lewis, it's called K-Pax. Keep going, Hadley. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, that's about it. Um, I, what do y'all think about it? I think it's a great film. Uh, I, I think it's I, what you alluded to. The twist is it's just, oh, it's it's kind of mind bending because um, I, I kind of pride myself in, kind of in, in figuring that shit out. And I just I didn't. I, that just got me. And that that ending, the ending of that film is just amazing. And I guess I should go back and say, they're basically alluding to the fact that it's the Gabriel Byrne character. Yep. And that's what whole their time. big build-up through the whole movie is that it's him. And he's he plays um, this kind of crooked cop that got busted mm-hmm. and he spent time in the pen. And again, another beautiful performance, which of course you don't expect anything less from Gabriel Byrne. No, but perfect. But yeah, this this movie, if you haven't seen it, it is brilliant. And I recommend everyone watch it. Kevin Spacey's a mastermind. Good pick. Um, I remember seeing this one. I think we rented it at at the apartment we were living at at the time. They had a video rental part. You know, you can go in there. And, and we were looking for something. And I heard it was good. You know, and it's just, it's kind of, a, even though it has a big cast, it's kind of like one of those indie movies. You know? Yeah, I, yeah. It wasn't a studio movie, I don't think, oh. or a big studio movie. But the twist on it and the acting—you're right, Allie. It was—it's—it's a, it's a good movie. Well, and this was a good year for Kevin Spacey. Like I said, this movie I believe launched his career, and then the follow-up movie to it was Seven, which came out mm-hmm. later the same year. Yeah. And in Seven, again, no one knew who Kevin Spacey was. He was under the radar. He had been doing stage and. He comes on board when they were doing Seven's promotions. He did not let them bill him. He did not go on any of the press tours. And he wanted everyone to just kind of wonder. And then when you get there and you see Seven again, it's one of those movies where you're just kind of at the end. You're like, what the hell just happened? Well, he wasn't in it much. He wasn't in the movie Seven very much. Uh, but, But when you figure out, you know, I don't want to wreck it for anybody that hasn't seen it. Of course, if you haven't seen it, you're under a rock someplace. <laughs> but th- this film, Kevin Spacey's really not in it too much. Mm-hmm. But when he is in it, you realize what's going on. And you're like, holy crap, it's him. It was uh, it was good. Yeah, Land, it was K-Pax. Yep, it's K-Pax. Mm-hmm. You bananas. know, House of Cards, he's really... Uh, he was oh, very brilliant. Brilliant. I mean, if as someone who lives in the South, I feel like I can say he has got a Southern crooked politician down to an art form. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he is channeling a demon when he does it. He is so good. So I, I think the usual, the usual suspects is probably his best role. But after that, it's House of Cards, yeah. just because he just killed it. He was so such an asshole. Oh, I, I I never watched it when it came out because I saw the original House of Cards, the British version. <laughs> yeah. And I figured, well, it's probably gonna be the same thing. Yeah, I'll know what's gonna happen, but 
Oh, you should watch it because the mm-hmm. acting in it is worth it. He's yeah. so, he's again someone who's worked around um, politicians. Scott, you would probably really enjoy it on a different level than we do. <laughs> and you're correct. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. go ahead, Alan. You're correct. You're correct. You know, as far as his roles, mm-hmm. in my opinion. <laughs> I think well, don't on. forget horrible bosses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Actually, yeah. yes. That's true. But comedy. <laughs> He seemed to live that role in House of Cards. Yeah, he, yeah did. he did. He was perfect. I can't think of anyone else who could have played that role. Mm-hmm. It's like Roy Scheider in Jaws. Nobody else could have done that. Yeah. You know, it's it's just. He well, he's good. And I mean, we, we all know he's got some issues. When I, I don't even want to talk about them because I feel like there's some there's some actors and um, artists and musicians that you don't have to like what they've done but you can get over it to enjoy their art and then there's some you can't kevin spacey's not someone i can't get over his art is it's sorely missed in the uh, the acting that we have today i, I miss him I feel that yeah i'm not saying anything <laughs> <laughs> hey um oh gosh what's i'm trying to think of that one uh, I'm drawing a blank on this, but House of Cards was not the same after he left. Mm-mm. No, it just no. was a play, you know. I mean, like I like Ragnar. It's just no coming back. <laughs> Kevin Spacey has done a lot of great roles. I just don't like him for some well, reason. No, I mean, I'm not, like I said, I'm not saying take him home to your. No, mom. no, no. I'm not even talking. <laughs> I mean, even before the whole. No, he's got there's a there's an element to him that makes these yeah. so believable, and I don't think someone who's truly a nice, good, sweet-hearted, kind person can reach into themselves and pull that out. Well, have you ever seen, he does a lot of imitations. I I don't know about that. I I, I think. I, I don't know. I, I, I think it takes a, a singular person to be able to do what actors do. Yeah. And it's they shut off a portion of themselves and turn on another. And, yeah. and whether that's, you know, the good guy going to the bad guy or the bad guy going to the evil guy or the, just a yeah. downright bastard or, you know, rapists, murderers, lovers, anything. It, it's got to be such that, that you can just be that person when you act. I mean, I could never do it. I, and no. and I think Kevin Spacey he nails a lot of that. Like, yeah. uh, what was Sociopath. American American Beauty? Did you guys see that movie American Beauty where he yes. was? Uh, yes, yeah, easy it, neighbor hitting on yeah, the young girl. Exactly. No, he just nailed that. it. He was he wasn't a bad guy, but he certainly wasn't a good guy, and he just he kind of crushed it. I don't know. I like Kevin Spacey, and uh, I th- I think he's a great. I think he plays in both directions. Fantastic. A great well, villain and a great hero. Well, he does a lot of. Uh, impressions too. He's he's really good at impressions. I didn't know that. You can see him oh. on some talk shows. He'll do. He can do like uh, De Niro. You know, just I didn't know he's, that. Yeah, he's he's mm. got a good sense of humor. Too. I've heard it. I've heard that. Yeah. He, Annabelle Lecter. Oh yeah. Well, do you want to move on uh, to Rich's guy? Sure, or, we can do that. first. We got to rate them. Oh. Are we going to rate the movies? No. Oh, all right. Sure, um, we can rate that. Sure. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. I gotta, what do you say, Hadley? 
well, I think this is a five. They're probably all going to be fives for me this week, but this one's totally a five. All right. Rich? Uh, I'm going to give it a four and a half. A lot of good stuff in this movie. Great cast. And and all those guys that played bad guys played great bad guys. Mm. Yeah. Scott? I didn't see the movie. I can't rate it. <laughs> You've seen it before, though, haven't you, Scott? Not Usual Suspects, no. <gasps> okay. Okay. I know what I'll be watching this weekend. That is something you should have to remedy. Yeah. Okay, so what were we? What were the scores? Well, Alan still needs to go. Four point five on my end, just because the twist. I love yeah. the twist, so but not, I don't want to see it again because of the twist. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know though. I'll say this: um, I'm not usually one that likes to rewatch stuff like y'all do. Yeah. And I enjoyed this. There's a lot of stuff you don't catch the first time. Right. Yes. That is. You are correct. Agreed. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm discombobulated, everybody. I'm sorry. You know that's I fine. Like yeah, I, can, I can go. I can go. I got my notes pulled up. I'm good to go. Uh, so I I picked Gary Oldman as as my you know villain, um, and the the best word to describe Gary Oldman is inimitable. His character mm. acting is beyond measure, and the intensity he brings to the stage and screen is it's unmatched. Yes. He's an actor, writer, director, producer. He's also been in music videos for Guns N' Roses and David Bowie. I mean, oh, come wow. on. Yeah. He played Sid Vicious. Yeah, he played Sid. Exactly. He played Sid Ooh. Vicious. That was one of his breakout roles, actually. Oldman's, an, he's an Academy Award winner. He's won Golden Globe Awards, and he's a British Academy Film Award winner. Yeah. He, he's one of the highest grossing actors of all time, insofar as box office take with more than $11 billion for his films. $11 billion. I mean, come on. He's played such heroes as Beethoven, Sirius Black from the Harry Potter series, who, who initially was a bad guy, and, and then you find out he's a good guy, Commissioner Gordon from Batman, Dreyfus from Planet of the Apes, and, and he played Winston Churchill, for which he won an Academy Award. I think it was Winston Churchill. Yeah, it was Winston Churchill. Churchill. That was brilliant. If you hadn't seen which that. movie it, it was, was that? Uh, I can't remember it. I, it, I, I, was it called Churchill? No, I think so. I, I, let, me, let me make I sure. I can't remember. It was something, something World War II. Yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> I, I, I don't think it was called Churchill. I think it was called something else. No, I, I, I can't, I, but I can't remember. It, it, no, it was fantastic. It was yeah. utterly fantastic. I heard he built a Faraday cage with a donut and a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Uh, and I missed that one. Anyway, on the stage, he's been featured in such plays as Romeo and Juliet and Hamlet when he was a member of the Royal Shakespeare Company. Uh, Oldman's portrayal of everything Shakespeare is only outdone by his depictions of evil. He's simply the best bad guy. Him, well, I mean, him and the kid who played Joffrey Baratheon. That kid was just, oh. <laughs> that, I love that kid. He's fantastic. I mean, you, you hate the character, but you got to love the kid. To name just a few of the films in which he played villainous roles. Air Force One, Lost in Space, The Contender, The Professional, which is, oh man, fantastic. Yeah. And The Fifth Element, my favorite. And of course, Dracula. Yeah. Dracula is a, a film of singular perfection. With an all-star cast, this 1992, I think, film had Oldman, Keanu Reeves, Anthony Hopkins, Winona Ryder, Tom Waits, yeah. Carrie Elways, Billy Campbell, who... As far as I'm concerned, that wasn't the best role for him. And Monica Bellucci. I don't need to go into the plot of the story of Dracula because there's nobody watching or listening to this who doesn't know it. 
but Oldman's portrayal of Dracula is just, it's unbeatable. And he's up against actors like Bela Lugosi, Christopher Lee, <laughs> Leslie Nielsen, and Frank Langella. <laughs> Enormous names, and, and he wins hands down. He, he plays the original vampire with a complete disdain for humanity, but he also depicts a deep and passionate ability to love. In one scene, he's completely callous while he drinks the blood of the innocent, and within moments, he's in tears because he, his love has sort of betrayed him. Who else could do that? One of the scenes in this movie that really speaks to Oldman's abilities is when he finds his beloved has killed herself while he was in battle. It's one of the first scenes. His scream of emotional agony and curse towards God as he renounced his, cinem his cinematic legend. When he first meets Jonathan Harker, the tone and mannerisms when he's walking around, he's got the with the, with the razor and, and the wine. And he's utterly terrified, but at the same time comforting. How can how can somebody do that? It's, it was just yeah. amazing. I never drink wine. I mean, it was awesome. <laughs> and the scene when he feeds on Mina Harker's friend Lucy is yeah. fantastic. And I have to say, when the Lucy vampire is walking down the stairs with the toddler, yeah. that's one of the creepiest scenes in vampire film. The, after that, after she's done walking down, it's eh. But while she's walking down there, you're like, holy crap, that's spooky. Yeah. Uh, those, those of you guys who haven't seen the film, you, you got to grab some popcorn and a crucifix and bust this movie out, honest <laughs> yeah. to God. What do, you, what do you guys think of Oldman's Dracula? I think that's one of the best uh, synopsis you ever given. Really? Yeah. I love He's that. impassioned. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I, love, I love this movie, and I love Gary Oldman. This is my favorite love story mm -hmm. on film i should say um it's got the darkness and it has the bad boy character that every woman wants to change <laughs> and there you have it he wasn't gonna turn mina he loved her too much and he says i could not curse you to this life and she begs him to turn her so they can live life eternal together. And that was the only reason he did. You could see him falter. You can see him when he, when they're in that, um, it's where they, had, where the, the, the wolf came, they were like at the carnival, there was lights. Yeah. There was mm -hmm, a film. Yeah. You see in his eyes as he's about to bite her, he pulls back, he turns his head and there's tears in the man's eyes. And that is beautiful cinema. Yes, it really was. You hate him. He terrifies you. And at the same time, you know they have something that you want to see them together. And that well, is great acting. It, it, it's pity. You just you feel so terrible for, for what's happened to this guy over time. And then you realize that that pity that you're feeling is just it's it's unfounded because he's just evil. He's just bad. He's a bad person. But all of his badness was driven by love and, and revenge. Yes. And at the end of the movie, and I have to say this because, you know, it's me. But <laughs> at the end of the movie, she has to kill him. He begs her to end his suffering, blah, blah, blah. And she has to, knowing, because she knew, she recognized his soul. She recognized that love that they had. And she experienced it. And then at the end of the movie, she has to end his life, end their life that they possibly could have had together and go back to the mundane life of being Harker's wife. And that is a story that I'd like to know more about. That's why I don't let Tina watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> 
oh dang it, I gotta go back it's to you. It's brilliant. Know. It is brilliant. And I love Gary Oldman. And he is yeah. he's he's everybody knows what a great actor, but he's just yeah. he the roles he picks from Drexel in True Romance yeah. to um the character in Leon the Professional, which is one of his, my favorites. Oh, one of his best roles. Leon yeah. was a little role. It, I mean Drexler was a little role, but Oh, it was such a great role. He, he, a white guy trying to be black. <laughs> it was great. And, you know, he ad-libbed a lot of that, which... I don't, yeah, I'm sure I heard I that, actually. Um, he heard someone talking outside of his trailer when they were filming True Romance, and it was just some guy on the street. And he got him to come in, and he would listen to him talk, and that was what kind of helped him cultivate that character. I, I did not know that. We did we did this movie a little while ago, a few months. Yeah, ago. it's one of my favorites. It's um, Quentin Tarantino wrote it, but he didn't produce mm-hmm. or direct the movie. But it's it's one of my favorites, and it, Gary Oldman has said that's one of his favorite roles. Wow. But and I will share this, and I'll, then I'll shut up and let the other guys talk <laughs> because, it's, like I said, I'm very I'm I love this movie. But when Gary Oldman read the script and he read the, the line I have crossed oceans of time to find you that's what convinced him he to play the role hmm. and that's that one of those lines. I'm big on quotes as a writer there's certain turns of phrases that just stick with me and that's one of them hmm. so to know that's what made him take the role just really hmm. hits me in a special place it's beautifully shot yes and with old men thrown in there it's like the cherry on top of a you know beautiful Sunday. Yeah. It's just extra. And then well, you got Keanu Reeves. Yeah, which yeah. who did okay. He did all right in that yeah. movie. Well, he, he did. Carrie Elways was pretty good too. Yeah. yeah. I loved I loved Hopkins' take on oh, Van Helsing is yeah. a little bit of a nut. But you know, one of the things about the movie was this was one of the first, if not the first major budgeted movie in which Dracula was a character, not a secondary villain. Oh, yeah. 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 Every other movie, you know, Christopher Lee never talked in his. Bella Lugosi, you didn't see them. This was Dracula starring Dracula, and he brought the role to life. And I agree with you guys. You know, the pain and the suffering, you know, the, the, the scenes in the castle, the way he just creepily moved and when he licks the um right. when he when he licks the uh the, the, the razor shiver, the razor and yet you know there were those scenes of you know the, the lust and passion when he takes Lucy's friend but then the love he shows for her um he, he rocks every role he does from Commissioner Gordon on up there's never been a role of his I haven't enjoyed but this movie I mean he he gave Dracula light Pun intended. Yeah. Well, really did. This movie is one of the movies I could watch time and time again, not just for the performance, mm-hmm. but from a myth and the folklore aspect of it. They, yeah. whoever did it, they did a lot of research, and yeah. there's a lot of stuff from the from the mystical green lights to um, just little things that you just didn't think about. And I don't know. And this was something again. Like I said, I've seen it a hundred times, but. In the beginning, at the the scene where he is Vlad, and he goes mm. and finds his wife's broken body in the um, monastery or temple, wherever whatever it was, the priest is Anthony Hopkins, and that oh. 
is very interesting to me that they played upon that reincarnation and that is the same battles being fought time and time again with these same souls. Hmm. And then you have Hopkins playing, um, oh my God, I can't think of the ben, name. Van Helsing? Van Helsing. Van Helsing. I think I would know that. <laughs> playing Van Helsing saying that he devoted his life to finding the vampire. And mm-hmm. again, from a reincarnation standpoint and someone who researches that, and I firm, I'm a firm believer in reincarnation. I, I remember some of my past lives. It's beautiful. It's well done. And it is so nice to see it on film. So mm-hmm. if you missed it, watch it again, because again, every time I see something different this time, when they're in that um, carnival spot, there is a woman in the um, casket, in a standing casket in that room Yeah. when the wolf is there. And you see her, and then she fades to a skeleton. And I was like, what the heck was that? I'm going to have to go back and rewatch it again because I kind of hmm. missed it. But I'm going to watch that whole scene again because I, it was something I hadn't seen before. But hmm. I love it. It's a great you, pick, Rich. Can't say enough good things. Yeah. Have you guys all read the book? The yeah. Bram Stoker's yes. book? Yes. I haven't. What Exactly, Scott. Me too. It was a long damn time ago. But what I remember from the book, it was really close to this movie. Or the movie was close to the book. It was it was quite quite on point. Yeah. Now this is Coppola too, right? He directed this, Francis Ford. I I think so. Did he? Was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was. Probably because that's why they had such a huge cast. Was yeah, Coppola was doing it. So yeah. So anybody else got anything to throw in on on this? Any? Oh man, we've been on this for twenty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> it's twenty more. Oh, it really is. Yeah, we could do this for. We could it's do all four the of us just do of the this night. movie. Such a flick. Yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. It's a beautiful movie. It's beautifully done. The settings beautiful. The costumes. The music. And I forgot <laughs> all about the the wolf rape scene. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's one of the great scenes. It really is. It's because he's he's actually he's feeding on her too. So it was oh, it was yeah. so spooky. I mean, if you love it, if you like vampire movies, if you like enjoy Dracula movies, you gotta see this one. This is the best Dracula movie I think ever made. Yes, I, I agree. So it's the best portrayal of Dracula. Yeah. Right. Yes. So let's rate this, Hadley. I'm gonna give it a ten. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Squat five. Rich. Five's just not enough. I'll give it a five, but I want to give it more. Yeah. So everybody gave it a what about you, Alan? I'll give it a I'll give it a five. Okay. Um, I, I like this movie. I don't think I'm in love with it like y'all are, but it is a beautifully shot, beautifully acted, great horror flick. Well, like you said, I probably the best Dracula movie. Mm-hmm. To roll off of Hollywood, so see the light of day. <clears throat> oh, sorry, bad joke. Anyway, <laughs> let's go, um, Scott. All right, uh, my and- my actor for favorite actor to play a villain was Alan Rickman, um, and the movie was that classic Christmas movie, Die Hard. <laughs> It's a Christmas movie. Everybody, it's not Christmas Day until until Hans Gruber falls from Nakatomi Tower. 
Have you ever seen Agreed. have you ever seen the the advent calendar somebody made yeah. of Nakatomi <laughs> and every day you move Hans Gruber down a notch? Um I love I love Alan Rickman. He is brilliant. He is so versatile in every role he plays. Whether, you know, he's whether he's doing comedy in Galaxy Quest, whether he's doing romance in Love Actually, um he plays great bad guys. Hans Gruber is great. Um, oh, I can't remember who he played on Harry Potter. Snape. Snape. Severus Snape. Severus Snape. Um, his, his portrayal of the, the mayor in um, Sweeney Todd. Oh, yeah. Yes. I, Nobody he, else could have done that. No, he was just so vile in that movie. You like when he slits his throat, you're cheering. And of course, his most comedic villain role, the Sheriff of Nottingham. Yes. Excellent. And, and Council Christmas. <laughs> but I picked this one because he's just, I mean, everybody knows the story. Um, Bruce Willis is estranged from his wife. She went to follow her career. He stayed as a cop in Los Angeles. He stayed as a cop in New York City. And on Christmas Eve, he flies out to be with her to try to get things, to try to make amends and get back together. She invited him to the office Christmas party. He shows up. And so doesn't Hans Gruber and his group of German German criminals and then the one really intellectual black guy that knows everything that's going on. <laughs> and they take over Nakatomi Town on Christmas Eve. You all know this. If you haven't seen this movie, like Rich said, you're under a rock. This is just a great movie. <clears throat> the acting isn't all that. I mean, Bruce Willis does a Bruce Willis role. It's not that great. Um, the other actors and actresses just sort of, oh, except for the cop that he talks with outside. He does a brilliant role. But the great part about this is Alan Rickman. You know, he starts out, he, he dresses in a suit. He's so suave. He's so debonair. You know, and you, you start to like him at the beginning. You know, sure, he shoots Nakatomi in the head because Nakatomi won't give him the code to the safe. All right, you got to show that you got to set the limit. You can almost forgive him for that. But then just as it goes along, when you find out near the end, his his goal is to steal the money and then blow up the tower and kill everybody. So they'll think that, you know, him and his cronies are amongst the dead bodies so they can escape. You steal, you steal $600. Nobody cares. You steal $600 million, They're going to come looking for you. <laughs> it's he does the He does the criminal beautifully. There's that seedy underside to him uh, when he runs into Bruce Willis and he plays the cowering psychophant. Yeah. You know, it, oh, he's just, I love it. I almost, hate, I almost hate to see him fall. And even then, when, when he's falling off Nakatomi Tower, you know, he's still trying to pull the woman with him to get that final little dig in. And then he shoots as he's falling. He's like, I'm not done yet. Boom, boom. Do you crazy. know, though, that that look of shock in his face was real? Because they told him, we're not going to let you go yet. Then they let him go and filmed it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. So I mean, that, 
that look in his face is not acting, but totally he could have acted that. <laughs> Damn. That's got to be his best villain role. No, uh, the sheriff. Well, yeah, well. No, yeah. his best villain role to me, sorry, is the mayor. Oh, the Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, he, he was, was a bastard. <laughs> he was, there was nothing likable about him. At least as the sheriff or as Hans Gruber, there was a little something you could like about him. So there was a movie. It, I, I don't know when it was made, but I do know the name of it. And it was Tom Selleck as the good guy and Alan Rickman as the bad guy. And it's called Quigley Down Under. And it's about right. oh. it's about an American guy. It, it's in it's in the like the Wild West, but in Australia. It's like an American like gunslinger comes over to Australia and it, it's about the ranch. Hey, Mark. It's about, you know, ranching in Australia and Hunt and uh, Hans Gruber. Yeah. Alan Rickman's the bad guy. And he actually played a really good bad guy in that, too. And that's the first movie I remember him in. I don't know if Die Hard came out before that or not, but that is the first one I remember him in. And he was also in a movie. Well, you guys have all seen Galaxy Quest, right? Yes. yes. I love that. <laughs> he, he plays Alexander Dane in Galaxy Quest. Yes. He, the, the, he plays the alien. It's, it's a Star Trek ripoff, but it's actually it, – oh, it's you gotta, if you guys haven't seen this movie, you've got to watch Galaxy Quest. It's, just, oh, it's funny. It's Another so, all-star it, cast. And it makes so much fun of the Star Trek franchise. It, it does. And it's a it gives a nice love letter. To the Star Trek fans and followers. Yeah, it does. Yes. It, it absolutely it, does. It introduces um, I can't think of his name. He plays the red shirt, but he's great. Oh, um, oh, uh, married to Drew Barrymore, right? Or was with Drew Barrymore? What the heck is his uh, name? Seconds, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Oh yeah. Yeah. And Sam then the guy, the guy that plays uh the engine, the engineer. He used to be a uh, monk. Tony. Oh Deloop. yeah, Tony. Tony Shaloub. Yep. Oh, it's it's just funny. And I you know what I also really like that that Sigourney Weaver played such a she dumb role. Great. Yeah, she great. <laughs> no, that's a fun movie. That is, that, that, is a, that is a riot. I laugh my ass off every time I see that. Nobody knows nobody knows the um the Quigley Down Under movie. And yeah, I know. I'll have if, to look if you guys up. if you guys haven't seen um what the hell we were just talking about it the space movie justin uh, long quest the galaxy quest yeah, if you haven't seen yeah. that you gotta you gotta watch it it's such, oh, yeah. such a great film yeah quigley's quigley's great um yes. favorite movies is is a quigley down under that, that's just a uh, it's a great western too it is it's a lot of fun and I like, like you said, I do. uh alan rickman kills it on that yeah it's a shame he passed away so young i know yeah. Yeah, I, got, I got to see him. My wife and I, our first date, she flew up to Washington. Then we took the train to Boston to see Alan Rickman in a play in New York City. Oh, wow. My oh. wife was an Alan Rickman. She was so fangirling, she wouldn't even go up to him. She was afraid she'd, like, stumble. So I had to take a picture of her, like, five feet in front of me with him ten feet behind her. So. <laughs> <laughs> But she loves the pictures, and she loves seeing him at the play. So that's really neat. Yeah, that's really. Oh, here we go. Quickly down under Mike Lewis. Under also happens to be a love story between Tom Selleck's character in the 
and the hooker. Played by Laura San Giacomo. Thank you. I was trying to remember her name. That sounds familiar. She was um the original well in the original stand, she was Nadine. Okay. Oh wow. She was. Oh, that's right. She was she's in uh Julia Julia I can't remember her name. Pretty no, woman. She was pretty, pretty woman. woman, that's what it is. She was the friend. Oh, okay. The hooker friend. Yeah. Seeing a trend here. <laughs> <laughs> she had her own TV show with David Spade for a little while too. I can't yeah. remember what it was called, but my picture, wife used to like it. Picture the picture me. If it was with David, if it was with, with David Spade, it didn't last long. Uh, no, it, it was it the one where they played a like seasons. a like yeah. It was um they played like a gossip magazine or something. Oh. Yeah, it was a modeling agency, I think. Oh okay. And like George Siegel or something like that. Yep. Was there- yep. He was yeah. the boss. He owned. God, it. I don't remember that. Oh, yeah, I gotta it, look that up right now. It was funny. It's one of the nineties. 96 com, you know. Uh, see, that's probably it was six years in the 90s. I was overseas, we got nothing yeah. on television. Just yeah. shoot me, yeah. Just yeah, shoot me. Uh, there you go. I'm a big George Siegel fan, he's funny. Well, I thought this yeah. was a great pick, Scott. I love right. Alan Rickman, and again, Agreed. this was kind of his breakout performance, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. yeah. I do believe, yeah, I think, yeah. So, of, of these four movies, that's the one I've seen the most. I watch it once a year. Every year, yeah, Rob Christmas I don't time. Miss it. Yep. <laughs> now, do you consider Lethal Weapon one a Christmas movie? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Well, I see, I see our our Christmas, you know, shaping up. <laughs> the the scene I love in Lethal Weapon is after everything, and he's walking into the house, and all the chaos with the kids, and he stops. The front of the house is banged in. Everything's on the lot. And he screws in the one Christmas line. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was written by Shane Black, who wrote Predator. Really? Yeah. I did not know that either. Yep. So very Love deep, it. Mr. Gamboa. Very deep. Hi, Mona. Hi, Mona. Hello, Mona. So, what do we get this one? Then we were rating them. Uh, I we- I give the movie overall a four point five. Oh. It would never get five. I can't. There's too many flaws in it. If we were rating just Alan Rickman, he'd get on this one. He'd get a ten. Huh? Well, that's interesting. Very interesting. Uh, happy. I'm gonna go with a four point five. It's not Christmas. It might have gotten higher around the holidays. <laughs> rich. What do you think, Allie? What do you think? Uh, I'll give it a five. I love this movie. Nice. Yeah, I'll try to hit you before me because I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to give it a five, too. So, blam. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think this movie is just, it's one of my favorite movies. It's yeah. in, come out to the coast. We'll have a few laughs. It was, yeah. It's just great. Well, it's another one that's got a lot of really great quotes in it. It does. Yeah. Yippee Kaye, motherfucker. Well, yeah. it, it, was, it was one of the first films where you, you had like this entire group of terrorists bad guys money whatever and they came in and then the bad guy just kicks their ass this was one of those first movies yeah and yeah. it just set the stage for every other one of those movies all along oh it's the, the, only, the, the other diehards and it was great yeah and it, and there's even even a lot of non-quotable scenes like where the asian guy is looking at the uh you know <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. You know, <laughs> that guy was in every movie in the 80s. Yeah, bad guy someplace. Yeah, trouble, little China. Oh. 
I loved the other thing I loved about that movie was the two FBI guys that were such assholes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we need more Johnson FBI. and Johnson. Yeah, not related. Yeah. Not related. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the white guy, Robert Davy, he played a bad guy in a lot of movies. A lot yeah, of movies. Did. Yeah. He did. So no, nah, that was he was, he was the bad guy in a James Bond movie. Yeah. He yeah. was one of, in the James Bond movie with that with that the diving. Uh, I can't remember yeah. what it was. Called. He was one, one yeah. of the Timothy Dalton ones. Yeah. Never say never again. Yeah, he was the one oh. that he was the only one that almost killed um, the CIA guy. God, I can't think of his Felix name. Felix Leiter. Yes. Yes. No, he's been in a lot too. That was the most famous sophisticated yippie guy. Ever. <laughs> you got that right, Mona. You are right. Well, um, I guess. Quickly, we'll go to mine. Uh, Highlander is the movie, and Clancy Brown is the actor. Uh, Highlander, we all know the story of Highlander. There can only be one. Uh, Christopher Lambert was the immortal who had to destroy the other immortals, cut off their heads to be the one with all the power. This movie was kind of an original concept for the most part. Uh, Dynamite soundtrack by Queen. I mean, just they, you know, you, you once you get uh, what is it? We are the, the masters of princes of the universe. Mm-hmm. Oh, you get that. That's an earworm. Uh, love this movie. But Christopher Lambert wasn't the strong part of this movie to me. It was Kurgan played by Clancy Brown. Of course, Sean Connery in the support yeah. role. What Sean Connery does best, uh, you know, be Sean Connery. But <clears throat> this movie is just a lot of fun. And I think it's got one of the best bad guys that I've seen on film. I just love this guy. He just oozes evil, you know? And and he had so many great little lines. Like uh, when he's with that hooker and she says, you know, my name's Candy. And he's like, of course it is. Of course you are. (laughs) (laughs) Just stuff like that. And and he, uh, he, he played a bad guy in a lot of movies. He's played a good guy in a lot of movies. Uh, he played a good guy in Starship Troopers, you know, the sergeant. Zim. That, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, it made me want to uh, get out my Def Leppard for sure. He <laughs> is the voice of Mr. Krabs in SpongeBob. Yes. 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 Yeah. So oh, that's right. And he's yeah. also the asshole god in um, Shawshank Redemption. Yes. 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 And Tony. Another great role. Yeah. Pet Cemetery 2 yeah. was great in yeah. it, too. Yes, <laughs> he was. Killing, like slicing up the rabbits. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, he so he he's <laughs> a bad guy, but he's getting older. So he's playing now the grandfatherly grandfatherly good guy and in roles like that. Uh he he was in Sleepy Hollow, if you ever saw the TV series. No. Uh, he was a good guy in that one. Uh that was on Fox, short-lived, and actually had a kind of a cool premise. If you ever get a chance, check it out. First two seasons are good, third season totally sucked. I think I think Jennifer is trying to tell us to tone down our language. <laughs> that was me. I think that was dropping the the MF. I was dropping AHs. <laughs> anyway, Clancy Brown. So, what do you guys think? I'm trying to rush this because I know we only got a couple minutes left. No, we we so. can go over because oh, I've got to um, snip out that first part. Right, and I don't have to go anywhere tonight. So, so uh, you were late, Alan. Well, I want to make sure that we're all on. So. Oh, that's okay. And I've, I, my, since I'm on my phone and my notes are 
on my computer and yeah you need so, notes for this movie okay let me say let me say this it's the kind of magic it was one of the queen songs the queen queen did the whole album they right. did um this and was it flash gordon which yes yes amazing yep. flash oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Master of the Universe. Doo, doo. I love that movie because <laughs> there were so many huge name actors that are in it. It's like, what did you guys need rent money? <laughs> so I, I can't think of anyone, literally anyone, that has been in more stuff than Clancy Brown. He's been in stage, screen, lot, tons of TV, yes. cartoons, video games. Uh, he's commercials. The, the guy, he's just in everything. And he's he got was that, in Pathfinder. Yeah, yes, yeah. he was. He's um, he's got that iconic voice. He just talks like this. Yeah. He's just oh, he's fantastic. Just, and he's get... a great actor. Yeah. I think his best role, he played, he played a, a bad kid called Viking, in in a movie with Sean bad, Penn. Bad Boys. Yes, it was called Bad Boys. And he was just such a bastard. and uh, But you still felt bad for him a couple of times during the movie because one of his friends gets killed. But uh, he was just, he, he was perfect. He was a kid. He was like, he was he played, the, he was probably 20 years old when he played it. I don't know. But he played it as like, a, a they were in a juvenile detention center. It wasn't even a prison. Right. And he just, he killed that role. He was fantastic. That's just another small role he was in. But I mean, he's in Mr. Krabs. I just, I just pulled him up right here and I'm trying to, scroll down as to what he's been in and it's just taken too it's long huge. it's just so much he's been in it's uh, huge. he does some of the superman stuff too doesn't he right yes no he's in the dukes of hazard i'm looking oh Holy yeah he's, he's in a ton of stuff uh, i think uh bad boys was the first the movie, movie of the series uh the car animated series uh, one of the animated movies or one of the series he did. I know he did. Uh, he was surprised because he wanted to do be a good guy for All once. Right, Tony. Yep. Hey, Tony. So, my favorite role of his though is Shawshank Redemption. But I love that movie. Yeah. Yeah, that was that's another perfect movie. It is that movie. Is the ending. The ending of that movie was so shocking. When he when, when the warden throws the little pebble and it goes through the poster, that was just like a wow. <laughs> See, I've never seen that movie or the Greek Isle. So Oh, you need uh, to watch that. Oh, you, you need to watch that. both of those. Yeah. Both of those are excellent movies. Yeah, I do. They're two of the best movies in the past 50 years. They're fantastic. Yeah. You have to watch them. And, and Alan, I'll say this. My dad and I went to see it at the theater, mainly because I wanted to see it, and he just wanted to spend time with me. And he was like, what is she taking me to some prison movie? <laughs> so good. And he loved it. And it, um, up until he passed away, that was his favorite movie. Oh, wow. Well, that's yeah, cool. that's that's up there for me, too. That's, that's top 20, 25, anyway. Yeah. Has, Has it, anybody ever read the uh, Stephen King short story it's based on? Yeah, oh, yeah. Is it I good? Haven't. Yeah, it's fantastic. All right. I'll have and to the, read it. the Green Mile. Alan was talking yes. about the Green Mile. Yeah. I haven't that, read the Green that Mile. Was, that came out as like real small like novella books that were like, I don't know, like 60, 70 pages. Oh, yeah. And, and I kept going to the bookstore. This is, you know, when we had bookstores. I would go okay. to the bookstore and buy each one of them. And, and I had a stack of them like this. Alan, so do you good. need to charge your phone? What, what's going on with me? You're getting dark. Am I? <laughs> oh, it's getting dark outside. 
Okay. <laughs> it's his it's his inner soul coming out. <laughs> I mean my garage with the garage. I can see it dripping down from under the hat, like Gary Oldman <laughs> in Fifth Element. Yeah. Well, let's get back on Alan's movie. I love That's this right. movie. It yeah. um is one of my and I say this over every movie you watch, but it's one of my favorites. <laughs> I love it. It it definitely is the best movie of of all the uh other the prequels, the sequels, all that. Oh and the TV. It's definitely the number one of all that. The rest ones, the rest are meh. Yeah. Plus yeah. they made a series too. Right. Yeah. The series was good, but it didn't make sense with the whole yeah. there's only one and it was Christopher Lampert. Not right. And, and then they in the second movie they mixed in the whole alien thing and I was like, eh, they really yeah. didn't need to go there. But the this first is one, one was great. This is a movie I'd like to see redone. I don't know. Hmm. Well, think about the last scene with those little monsters in the little drawings. <laughs> I was kind of like, that was really cool up until y'all drew those little people. <laughs> I, but I, no, I love I love the last scene where there all the glasses exploding in the the place. But yeah. I will say that rewatching it from the beginning, <laughs> I was like, what's what's up with the wrestling? <laughs> What's we, got, we got Queen playing and there's wrestling. <laughs> what, what the heck am I watching? I'd forgotten all about yeah. that. Well, it's definitely a dated movie. You know what yeah. I mean? It's it's a one of those movies you watch it, nostalgic, you know, big time. And it is a good movie, but it definitely is dated. Forward. It still had some really cute parts and some humor mm -hmm. in it. And I love, I mean, Sean Connery steals it for me. Oh, yeah. He does. He steals everything, you know. His oh, yeah. cape. <laughs> so to me, this movie holds up. It um, there's a lot wrong with it, uh, but it's it's gonna be hard for me to take what's wrong with it over what's right with it because right. I mean, Queen right there. That's two stars. You get Queen to do your movie, you get two stars. Period. And and the rest of it, like Christopher Lambert, he played really well, and, and Sean Connery, like you guys said, he stole the show. But the best character is Clancy Brown. Yeah, he's just great. He's he just perfection such a in that prick. role. And, he, and oh, he's he's fantastic with yeah. that long and, black hair and that yeah. armor. Oh, Mom. it was awesome. It's, it and then with fantastic. the um diaper pins in his neck. Yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> exactly. yes. Yes. Oh, it's so good. It was. I enjoyed it. This was a fun week for me. We've we've had some really yeah. good weeks. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you picked this. Oh, you picked let's, it. <laughs> you picked let's it, rate Alan. Highlander then. Alan, what did you think? Your film. Um, I'll give it a four. I'll give it a four. <laughs> I love just because I, I don't rank it up that high, you know, it still means, you know, I still like it a lot. Good. All women love a bad boy. <laughs> what do you think, Scott? What's your rating? I don't, I didn't watch it this week. I remember watching it when it first came out. Um, so I can't give it a ranking, but I do remember it was the things that stand out. Now, what it's what 40 years old, yeah. yeah. Is, bye, Landa. Is oh, bye, Landa. Bye, bye, Landa. Is Sean Connery and Clancy Brown with the <laughs> the safety pins with the pins in his neck holding his head. That was just <laughs> love that. What about you, Hadley? What's your rating? I'm gonna have to go with a 4.5. I would, it would have scored lower if it wasn't for Queen. But I have, as a secret, I have that whole album 
well, that's dating myself. I've got a CD. I've got like the whole, um, who wants to live forever. I mean, I love the whole soundtrack. Yeah, so yeah, great. I'm going to give you two points for that. It is. Right. Me, I'm, I'm giving it a 4.8. It's almost perfect. It, it's a movie that I saw in the theaters when it came out and I had to sneak in cause I don't think I was, I was old enough. <laughs> uh, but, uh, it's, it's got everything I liked in a movie at the time. And I just watched it again maybe maybe a year ago. I'm like, you know, I haven't seen that in a while. And I watched it, and I was like, still good. And then I watched it again day before yesterday, maybe, Tuesday, Wednesday. And it was it was great. It, it was It's still good. Like the opening scene uh, in the wrestling match, it was, it was just great. And then when, he's, when Christopher Lambert's talking to the cops, and, and <laughs> that I just, I, it was still funny. I liked it. So I'm going to well, give it a 4-8. I like it. Well, I'm not, okay. So don't, what is it? Connor's wife, the first one's name's Heather. So of course I like that. <laughs> but there's yeah. a point when like Sean Connor, he's like doing something to him and he goes, oh, Heather. <laughs> it kills me. It makes me giggle every time. But it's a good movie. So that's all we got to do is repeat Heather. Heather. Hi, Heather. I rings. I can tell y'all right now the Scottish accent just. just... I loved him on Celebrity Jeopardy, but I loved it when he when he screwed up. Catch these men. (laughs) But I didn't remember the Nazi scene. Hate him. In the movie, did y'all remember that? No, no. I'm slipping now. What are you talking about, Nazi scene? The not well, maybe I saw a different version, but the the woman who goes on to like be his helper when he's um oh yeah oh yeah I do remember that yep Same. I was yep. I, I had forgotten about that scene until this time I don't think that scene was in the original movie I think because I because I, I I like I said I started again like six months ago and then I watched it again a couple of days ago and and I don't remember that scene from. You know, back whenever the hell. Granted, it oh, was like Scott. That was like forty years ago. Effect here? <laughs> I, maybe I don't know, but I think that might be an added scene, a scene that they put in there. Mm. It could be like to fill up, like if it's yeah, uh, yeah. broadcast premiere or something. Maybe fill some time. Oh. Could be deleted scene. Well, could there you go. Have... I know. <laughs> <laughs> Scottish accents, man. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, we should so watch get... a Scottish movie then. <laughs> yeah. There's plenty of them. Okay, so what did everybody give it? I gave it a 4.8. 4. I didn't rate it. Okay. <laughs> Are you going to? <laughs> I will after I see it. <laughs> oh yeah, you've never seen Highlander. I saw it, but I saw it when it first came out. That was like I was in high school or college. That was a long time ago. Okay, well, it was a good one. I enjoyed this week a lot, and I'm really looking forward to next week too when we do our drive-in theater movies. Yes. So, Alan, do you want to tell, or you want me to tell? I know it's. Can you do it, please? Yeah. Okay. So, Rich, Rich picked Twister. Yes. Alan picked Southern Comfort. Yes. Scott picked. I can't remember. Death Race Two Thousand. Death Race Two Thousand. Right. Machine Gun and, Joe for Turbo. And yeah. what did I pick? 
What did you did pick? Did you pick uh, Smokey and the Bandit? Yes, Smokey and the Bandit. Love that movie. Yeah. We'll have fun. I we'll actually saw Twister at the drive-in. Oh, really? Oh. Yes. That must have been freaky when it yes, hit Yes, that's exactly yeah. why I picked it. Yes. Oh. <laughs> and Carrie Elwes was in that one as the bad yes, guy. Yes, he is. Yeah. 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 Definitely. There's a bad guy in Twister? Well, he's a oh. dick. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, isn't the bad guy the tornado? <laughs> that's kind of hard, hard to top, is that? Yeah. yeah. But he plays the uh, other, the opposing meteorologist, right? Yeah, yep. the one that used yep. to be on their team and then decided to go and do it himself. Commercialized it. Yeah, he wants. He's in it for the money. Yeah. That's right. So, I, on a horrible list, and I think <laughs> that movie was a blockbuster, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. But like, so, Scott, tell us what you got going on. Um. Tomorrow, the oh, the Kindle version and the Kindle Unlimited version of The Ghosts of the Maria Doria, the third book in the Tatiana's Paranormal series, will be released. I will be, check out my Facebook group page. I will be doing uh, a couple of takeovers this weekend uh, where I'll be do, giving away free books, giving away autographed copies. And once that's done, I am just hit the 20,000 word mark in the next the chronicles of paul book nice Ooh, way to go thank you rich Restucci, what you got going on oh well not as prolific as mr baker i've got the i'm up to about forty thousand words in the fifth of the chaos theory or the, the zombie theory series book and i'm up to about 30,000 words of a new i i, I haven't decided if it's going to be a novel or a novella yet and I don't have a title for it, but it's about a vampire that's in a tank. In he's a tank commander in World War One. I'm excited about that. What yeah. about you, Alan? Uh, I'm rewriting Falling Darkness, um, and I'm really looking forward to that because there's things I can change that I wasn't real happy with. Uh, really good. The Bella version of it. So I'm real thrilled about that. I'm waiting on uh, Hunt the Night to be be released. I'm hoping it's going to be released. So fingers crossed, people. Just any anything, prayers, good wishes, thoughts, <laughs> that it's released release soon. It's, it's sure. totally kind of different book for me. So looking forward good. to that. Can't what wait. About you, Hadley. I am about forty-eight thousand words into my reworking of my Kindle Vela, and I'm hoping to have it published by October. Um, awesome. I've got to rename it because I'm not really happy with the name, so I don't have a name for it right now. But um, that's coming, and I am working on book three in my um, Tapestry of Worlds book. So I hope to have that out at the very least, um, at the very latest by the end of the year. So, other than that, I am busy TikToking. <laughs> I have yeah. got weird realities. We have been doing our hashtag. What is it? Um, teenage dirtbag yeah. challenges. Yeah. I've got Scott's, Alan, the mind's up. I'm waiting for Rich's pictures. Oh, I'll try to send you those tomorrow. I've got Jennifer Salmon's pictures that she might not want me to put out. <laughs> but I have put them up. Put them up. <laughs> um, so we're having fun on TikTok. It's been very much a fun week for me going back and looking through those pictures. Yeah. <laughs> 
And I'll tell y'all right now, Alan Gamboa looked younger today than he did <laughs> when, he, when he graduated from high school. Yeah, that's Some like, of those pictures, he reminded me of uh, Tony Orlando and Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Alan's the friend that everybody sent to get beer. <laughs> he can probably have beer when he was 13. <laughs> oh, Jennifer said she didn't agree. I told her she needed to send me some pictures or I had some. So. Yeah, yeah. And Mona, Mona brought up the passing of Olivia Newton-John. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, that I, I had the biggest crush on her after I saw Xanadu. So. I think we all did. Yeah. She was so sweet. She did great movies, good singing. Grease is one of my favorites. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's my sister. It's. It's all the girls love to sing along with Grease. And I look back at those songs that the boys sang in that movie, and I don't know how my mom let me sing those when I was like, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, it just breaks me up. Sorry, getting off topic. I saw Grease once on, I think it was MTV. MTV that used to have rap and heavy metal and hard rock edited Grease Lightning. What have we come to? Did you listen to the lyrics? <laughs> yes, but I'm saying you're gonna put on rap songs and you're gonna you're gonna edit I, Grease Lightning. I don't know that it said anything about people doing stuff to their panties. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what that meant. I didn't either. I'm just like five years old singing it. And my mom's letting me. What the heck was up with her? <laughs> Anyway, so that's going to do it for this week, kids. And Jennifer just dropped it in the thing. Yes, that's why, Scott, that's why it was edited. Oh. <laughs> that's what Grease Lightning was. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right, guys. So we're going to let y'all go. Same time next week. This show will be playing on Fringe FM on Fridays hey, at 6 p.m. Pacific. Thank you, Max. And... Again, we'll see you next week when we do our drive-in movie shows. Sorry about being late and throwing everything off, folks. <laughs> you killed it, brother. It's all good. Yeah. Oh, Stay weird, guys. Good night. Take it easy, everybody. Thank you for joining us. <laughs>